Hey welcome back you're listening to the third episode of Mocha Sips which is an initiative by Interview Mocha Today we are in conversation with Lindsay Learn Lindsay is a recruitment coordinator for American Cyber Systems for the North American recruitment team uh, Within the first few seconds of the interview you know it was it was pretty clear it was pretty evident that she's one of the very few recruiters that really really care about their candidates and they really want the candidates to succeed and achieve their goals this interview i must say without sounding dramatic this interview did change the way i looked at the recruitment industry because so far i was just looking at it from a from a single perspective which is from the organization perspective but lindsay helped me learn that you can actually care about the candidates and still help your organization in getting the best talent out there So please make sure that you listen to the whole interview. In this episode we talk about why organizing your daily tasks is a necessity for every recruiter, why a recruiter should build relationships with their candidates and plenty of other interesting things. So without further ado, let's jump in. So okay, firstly I have to ask you is is your mm-hmm. name pronounced as Lindsay or Lindsay? Lindsay. The first one, right? The Lindsay. Yeah, yeah, so Lindsay learned. Okay. So I think Aditya has been making a mess of of your name. He's, he calls refers <laughs> to you as Lindsay, which I should tell him. Well, I mean it's 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 okay any other way. It's a hard name to pronounce for other cultures. I I have some friends that are Egyptian and it's really hard for them <laughs> to say my name. So that's just completely fine. Okay. All right. So uh lindsay when you when you go to a party and uh, when you have to introduce yourself professionally and personally how do you do that do you, so well if i'm introducing my self professionally i guess you know my name is uh lindsay learn and i work for aic as a recruitment coordinator mm-hmm. um to support our recruiting manager and recruiting um even our recruiting director and our recruiters and even some of our sales team. Mhm. That would be the best way to introduce myself. I've been doing this for uh I've been in this type of role working with recruiting for about oh gosh, I'm going to say oh, my career progression probably started in 2006. About, yeah. Yeah. 2006 has been about 13 years. Thank you. You probably looked at my LinkedIn profile. You would No matter than me I just feel like I've been doing this for so long. Yeah. Um that I kind of forget like how I ended up into this career field it kind of uh just kind of worked out and I'm really happy with it. Mhm. And so so uh you know what all what all comes under your responsibility in this in this current role at the ACS group. So currently I help to kind of uh audit and manage a lot of our processes uh with our current client we have a lot of things that we have to screen our candidates for before we even get to the part we can submit them to the hiring manager um so I help manage those processes uh a big part of that for me is the technical assessment process kind of validating that the candidate can do what their resume says and what what they're saying mm. <clears throat> and uh training new recruiters uh on the processes and uh even submitting our candidates to the client is, is part of my job making sure their resumes are are pretty 
basically not changing the content, but making sure the format's correct and it's in the, the correct template. Um, and just uh, kind of checking off the boxes and going behind the scenes and making sure we're doing everything that we're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, you know, let's, let's talk about the targets a little bit. So how many, on an average, how many spots or job roles do you have to fill in, let's say a month approximately? Oh, um, I think at any given time, we probably have, oh, I want to say on, on a very slow time of year, we might have 60 positions open, but when we're really busy, I mean, it's, it's above 100 positions each month. You know, those positions kind of rotate, you know, based on um, managers and how they interview. And um, so that's probably a good rough estimate. It's pretty high volume for our team. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's pretty fast paced. <laughs> it's very busy. When when I have days where I'm not on my game, it's it's I get backlogged pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty steep target. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I actually wanted to go into that question a little later, but I think this is a good time okay. to ask. So, how do you deal with these you know fast days because it's a it's it's a pretty um, for the lack of a better word, it's a, it's a job where you really have to be on your foot and you, it's on, on some days you really are uh, fighting mm. against time. So do you, do you have any tips, practices, habits which help you? Staying organized is huge for my role, especially. But I, I think any recruiter needs to stay organized and they all kind of do their own organization process. Big part of my job, I think one of the main reasons that our current director, her current recruiting manager recruited me for this role. It sounds terrible like I'm, you know, shooting my own horn, but super organized. Um, <laughs> I have a completely color-coded system, even for my email, kind of a checklist of pri like prioritizing. So I I'm constantly, because I constantly have to switch gears if, um, you know, something comes up that's super critical that needs done right away. Um, even on this call, I'm sure you notice I'm kind of looking away because I'm kind of multitasking and, and responding to people's Skype messages. But I'm constantly reprioritizing and trying to take things one step at a time to stay organized so I'm not missing stuff. Uh, we do have another coordinator on our team. I trained her this year and uh, to take some, to help me with some administrative tasks because if I didn't, I'd probably be working like 60 hour weeks, which is just too much. <laughs> But even kind of going behind her and auditing to make sure she didn't miss anything, kind of teaching her my processes to make sure we're auditing, we're catching stuff. Because we're all human, we all make mistakes. And the recruiters are flying so fast. You know, they miss stuff. Uh, they forget to attach things in our database and, and forget to check stuff off the audit list. And it's just really staying organized and finding whatever organization process works for you. I think it's just one of my natural skills and it's something that is super critical in this job because even for the recruiters, if you forget to follow up with the candidate, that kind of, it doesn't help the relationship. So the customer service kind of aspect of it. When I do work with some of the uh, managers through our clients, it's one of those things that, um, you know, being on top of it, responding quickly, having the answers. And if I don't know the answers, going to find someone who knows the answers and just kind of going getting to know your organization really well so that when you need help or can't answer a question, you know who to go to. One of the biggest parts of my job and, and how to be successful, I think, 
um, not just as a recruiting coordinator, but just recruiting overall. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay, you just have to give me one moment. Huh? Just one moment. Sorry. Mm -hmm. No, that's okay. Okay. And so, uh, what does a so I'm I'm guessing that your day starts with uh, yeah this is this is just me trying to guess uh, but uh, maybe your month your quarter or maybe even your day starts with some kind of a goal setting and a and a to do list is that how you are organized? Yes. Um. So my role primarily is uh, more administrative, right? Mm -hmm. So for me auditing candidates that need to be sent to the client, making sure we have everything, kind of packaging them up and sending them over to the client and then updating our database to, to reflect that, letting our team know this candidate's been submitted. It's scheduling, uh, helping to facilitate client interview scheduling. It's technical assessments if I have any tests that need sent to candidates, updating tests and double checking to make sure that the tests are actually, the technical assessments are doing what they're supposed to be doing you know, I'm trying to get constant feedback from our recruiters and the candidates as well to see, do they fill this test of their skill correctly? You know, if it didn't, what changes can we make? What recommendations can you give me? Uh, and then also I help with our, not the job postings, but making sure our job descriptions are accurate. If something's off, reaching out to the salesperson and kind of making sure that we have all the information we're supposed to have. So I kind of, like when I open up my email, I go through it. If there's any super critical tasks that need done right away, time sensitive, I do those. But then I, I kind of categorize everything and um, just kind of trying to keep up with emails when the big thing and <laughs> reprioritizing. Uh, once I've got all my critical items kind of checked off, then I'll circle back to less critical items that aren't as time sensitive, I guess you could say. That's pretty much how I start my day each day, kind of trying to figure out what my day is, looking at my call list, what calls do I have at what time, do I have to prepare anything for those calls? And I would assume kind of like our recruiters pretty much work the same way. What jobs do they have open that they need to call candidates back? If someone reached out to them, do they need to respond to emails to candidates, get interviews set up with those candidates to do just the one-on-one -on -one interviews um, to make sure, tech, like screening them themselves to make sure that they're fit. That's pretty much my day and I think how a lot of the other recruiters kind of stack their day. Mm -hmm. It almost seems to me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I, mm -hmm. I almost feel that uh, I'm, I'm generalizing here, but typically the recruiter looks at, uh, you know, the, the hiring manager as the client, but you specifically are very, very concerned about uh, the candidates as well. And for you, it's, it's almost seems as if you are treating them as well, like clients. Uh, is that a fair assessment? And uh, do, you, do you think uh, the, the, the candidate experience is, is really important at this particular, you know, in this particular age? I do. Uh, right now, it's kind of a, I don't know if it's a real term, but it's my term. I call it a candidate's market. Um, okay. we've, we've got a lot of surplus of jobs and not enough candidates that mm. would be a fit or qualified for them. So, but even beyond that, um, I'm a people person and just talking to them and hearing them out and where they're at in their life. And is this job really a fit for them, for their families and just kind of getting that understanding and building that relationship because mm. it's more about relationship building, right? It, this isn't just a body that you're putting into a job, right? You want to make sure that um, it's going to work for them, but it's also going to work for you. 
mm. you know, and the managers. That's the great thing about this job too. Um, very family oriented. I think recruiting is a people business. It's not, like I said, it's not just a body and a job. It's really about, you know, works for your family, you know, um, and it's really kind of cool just getting to talk to different candidates. I don't get that opportunity too much. I know the recruiters do, obviously, but I do get to interact with our, our candidates and our client managers from time to time. It's not my direct role, but when I'm helping other team members out who are on um, uh, PTO or they're just uh, need my help with something, I kind of jump in and I'm able to do that. And I enjoy that. I'm not sure that I would be a great recruiter all the time because so I get kind of hung up on the processes and that's where my strength is, uh, just kind of enforcing the processes and, and making sure we're auditing and, and making sure that everything is correct and that we're following the processes we need to, especially for our client regulations. And so working with the people is the best part. Like we've really great recruiters all across North America and, you know, just getting to talk to them one-on-one or even on our conference calls each day. It's, it's a big part of the job, right? Mm-hmm. It's that, just because I'm not in an office, I feel like I'm like in this giant virtual office with everybody, mm-hmm. basically. I I want to backtrack a little bit to what you said about about the candidate experience, and mm-hmm. uh, it is a pretty unconventional approach, you know, because in our jobs we we tend to be a little selfish, um, and we we tend mm-hmm. to think, think a little short term, but, uh, you going the extra mile and actually taking into consideration what the, what the candidate actually wants and is he or she a good fit? I think that's pretty remarkable. I'm sure it's, it's a little hard to do. It takes some courage to do because you're going against the flow. You know, you have a deadline mm. and still you're caring about the candidate. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's commendable, but I also think it's a, good strategy in the in the long run as well i think so too because um again like i said i'm I'm not a recruiter i mean i've recruited before but more internally but mm-hmm. you don't know where you'll be at or where that candidate will be six months from now right mm-hmm. you know so maybe this job wasn't a fit that you were considering them for and that's that's not great because you need your recruiter you need to fill this role but six months down the road, a new job can open up and maybe their current position is ending or they, their family's relocating to a different location mm-hmm. and they reach out to you because they remember, Hey, I talked to Lindsay and you know, I really liked working with her. I'm going to let her know that I'm moving and see if she has anything, you know, mm-hmm. see if she's working in any positions that I may be a fit for and I'll send her my updated resume. I mean, that's kind of the direction that it, it's building that relationship. So when that candidate starts looking for another job or they're not happy where they're at or, you know, life changes and they just need to find a new place to work. Mm. They're thinking of that recruiter that they built that relationship Mm. with. Right. Um, Believe me, I'm sure there's times where all recruiters kind of try to push their candidates extra hard because they're just starting to get to that point. They're like, I need to find somebody for this role. Yeah. And there are times where it worked out because maybe a candidate's afraid to take a risk and take a different job. You know, we all get comfortable in our jobs. You know, if I hadn't accepted this position, I'd still be at my last job. And I don't know if I'd be happy there. It, it's a lot of the same setup and the company was changing pretty quickly, but I love the people I worked with. Um, so it was a hard move for me, but it was the right move. And I'm so happy I did it. I, it took a little persuasion. <laughs> 
for me to kind of make that jump mm. and open an honest dialogue of, of what my expectations were. But when you have that open communication, that makes a world of difference because you don't feel like, you know, going into a job where you don't know what to expect. You kind of know what to expect. You know, it's expected of you. Uh, it's just making sure that you can do the job, right? Mm. And, and any job, we have to learn new things and new tools. and um, But just overall, like, making sure someone's a fit, right? Mm. So that's, that's really my perspective. And it's, it's a lot of our team's perspective as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I just want to ask you if it's okay if we extend this interview till bye-bye 10 more minutes. If, is it, will that be okay? Yeah, that's okay. Let me message my boss. Because we do have a call at 10. Okay. Um, so I just need to let her know I won't be on the call. And she'll just, I'll follow up with her afterwards. She was actually calling me while I was on the phone. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, just give me one yeah. second. I can call her afterwards. That's fine. Okay. Okay. All right. Here okay, we go. Cool. Yes. Okay. So uh, what does a typical recruitment process look like for you? So... Again, I'm speaking as a recruitment coordinator, right? I yeah. feel like I know the recruiter's processes. Every recruiter is going to have a little bit of different approach yeah. to stuff because they've, once they've done it for so long, they know what works, they know what doesn't work. And sometimes it's what works for their personality or the way they function, you know? Mm. Um, so, I mean, the basics of it are we get a new job request from our client myself or another team member, make sure the formatting's correct, make sure the job description's cleaned up. There's nothing, nothing in there client oriented or just not trying to make it too generic, make it more specific so that we find if, once we post on the job boards where the candidates that apply are the correct ones, right? Hmm. So candidates do apply and the recruiters review them, um, but they also go out and start searching, uh, you know, dice, career builder, LinkedIn, doing posts out there, trying to search for people that would be a fit, emailing them, calling them if they have the phone number. Um, Texting's really big right now once they do make contact with candidates and have their cell phone number. A lot of candidates are working, right? Mm. Uh, especially in the IT industry. They're, maybe their project's ending soon, but they still have a current contractor job. And then the other thing is, uh, you know, for every, I've heard a lot of recruiters say for every you know, 50 phone calls I make, I might get like five people calling me back and two or one of those people are actual real fit and interested. So it's one of those things where that you're reaching out to this giant pool of people to kind of narrow it down really. Mm. So that's, I mean, that's one of those things that uh, trying to find the right candidate, trying to make the right match is kind of exhausting. <laughs> I'm sure for a lot of the recruiters. Yeah. Um, and so once they kind of validate a candidate, make sure they're a fit, they will put them through the process. There's, there's an interview process, questions we have to ask and document, um, taking their picture with their ID, making sure that they're who they, they are, who they say they are. And then there's also, you know, the technical assessment part, making sure that they can do what they say they can do. And we kind of have backing behind that. Mm. And uh, also to, um, you know, getting their resume, making sure it's updated. Uh, resumes are huge, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, because that's the first thing that the hiring manager see, right? We're presenting this candidate. If they don't like the resume, um, you know, that's not going to do much. Mm. 
so that's really, I mean, that's, that's kind of the biggest part of it, right? That's the biggest part of the beginning of the process. Once we get to, to that point, we kind of have to get them through that process. You know, the salesperson's following up with the hiring managers. Do you like this candidate? If not, you know, what are they missing or what else are you looking for? So then the recruiters can kind of take that feedback and go back to the market and see who else is available. We can kind of change the job description to make it more targeted. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the big, the big part is getting them in for the client interview and hoping that the client manager sees what we see as a good fit. And then, you know, kind of working them through the process, staying in contact and playing the waiting game, waiting for the hiring manager to get back to us to see, do they like them? Are they willing to move forward? Can we make an offer to them for this role? And that's pretty much the life cycle. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's and it's a, enough, you know, that's a very delicate relationship. I've been told the relationship between the recruiter and the hiring manager. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of those other things too is, um, Sometimes there's layers, so we try to, you know, we have a special point of contact, another administrator who kind of goes to our vendor managers, and the vendor managers talk to the hiring managers because we don't always have direct contact. So then there's that extra layer, mm. uh, and it just makes it a little bit more complicated. Yeah. And so it takes longer time to get feedback back to us. It, you know, it's just one of those things like, um, you know, just a waiting game and trying to, to let the candidate know we haven't forgotten about you. We're, we're trying to get feedback. We just don't have it yet. Just give us some time. We're trying really hard. And that, that is, and when candidates are actively interviewing, sometimes we lose them, but mm-hmm. you know, that's okay. Cause they found a job. And even though we need to get candidates, we need to close our jobs. We, <laughs> we need to like, that's our need for our business. You know, we, we can never fault a candidate because they found the right job for them, you know, and the hiring manager wouldn't respond back to us quickly enough. You know, there's, there's not much else we can do. We tried, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to burn that bridge and, and just tell the candidate, that's great. I'm happy for you. If you're looking again, if you're not happy in three months, I'll give you a call. Um, and it and just kind of that customer service following up, right? Yeah. Um, that's, that's a critical part of this role because you may catch that person at the right time. I I've had recruiters, um, that I've worked with mm. take other jobs, um, from my last company and they'll still send me emails. Are you happy? Do you like your job? There's this other role that opened up at my company. Would you be interested? <laughs> and to me, that's like a good recruiter. You're still building that relationship. Are you happy? How's your family? Just wanted to check in. If you're happy, great. Awesome. Mm. That's phenomenal. If something changes, you know, just send me an email, send me a text, give me a call. Mm. Um, you know, that kind of quick check-in means a lot. Um, mm. You know, it, it, it is kind of sales, but it's kind of relationship building, customer service too, to, to just keep following up with your candidates. And I know so many recruiters that start to um, not like connect with their candidates on social media. Mm. So Facebook even, and just, staying in touch with them and seeing pictures of their family. I mean, that's where like, it kind of makes us human, right? We're not this yeah. person behind an email. We're not this person just trying to push you into a job that you don't want. Like that's, I think that's a poor perception. And there are a lot of recruiters like that that don't care to build that relationship. Yeah. And that's, that's their problem. <laughs> you know, we got to build the right relationships with our candidates. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the biggest part of it. I think I need uh one more interview with you on just the topic of building relationships, because I think it's, it's, it's something new that I've learned today, honestly, 
and uh, it's uh, it's so profound i mean if you are playing the long game it's uh, it's mm-hmm. so so much needed because for now you know till now i used to think that okay the recruit a recruiter is only trying to cater to the hiring manager but uh, you know that's that's not mm. the case which is which is super super fascinating uh, yeah. yeah i i think it's um a lot of recruiters function like that i'm not going to mm. say everybody but i'm going to say like the good recruiters aren't looking at them like they're like they're looking at them like they're people like mm. they should be you know i know that that's my recruiting manager's approach that's uh, my perspective and even you know, I, I, we're actually training some new recruiters this week that we've added to the team. They're trained as recruiters already. They have recruiting experience, but we're training them on our processes. Hmm. And part of that is our manager obviously explaining the processes and I'm working with them and some of our other operations team as well. Hmm. But for us, it's, it's like about the relationships, right? Like our operations team will, will get on the phone and we just talk like we're all over the country, but we talk like we're best friends. And like, even just internally, that that connection is super important to know you have each other's back. Um, yeah. And that because then that kind of breeds what we want for the rest of our team and the organization as a whole. Um, we don't want any kind of animosity. We open communication. And, and I find that if you start it with your own organization, it kind of trickles down to the recruiters. And it's up True. to the recruiters then to kind of take that practice and that thought process and build those relationships, right? Yeah. Um, so that's, we can only teach so much. It's, it's really you know, up to the recruiters to, to take mm-hmm. that and actually put it into practice. I'm not going to say every recruiter functions like that. Um, sure. But that has always been my thought process. Even, um, like I said, I haven't done tons of recruiting, right? But I've been in the business for a while, kind of even been like a part-time recruiting manager and, and help facilitate things for our team, more administrative. But still stuff I've learned along the way um, is being able to build those relationships and being able to recognize in other people good qualities. And sometimes there's candidates out there that you realize you don't want to build a relationship with because they (laughs) lie on their resume. (laughs) But it's having that confidence and that open communication to say, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I think that, that someone else took the technical assessment for you or I don't think that everything on your resume is accurate. I need you to be honest with me. And if they don't choose to be honest, that's fine. You just walk away from that relationship, just like in any relationship yeah. in your life, right? No one wants to be with somebody who's dishonest to you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, finding the good candidates and building those relationships and, mm. and for the future, maintaining, right? Because mm-hmm. no one's a recruiter for a year. When you get into recruiting, you do it for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you may work your way up to different roles or make switches to other jobs, but I mean, recruiters are lifers. They just they do it for the rest of their life. Yeah, and they they love it, right? Like they may hate certain days and feel stressed a lot. It can be really stressful Mm -hmm. because you have all these people expecting these things from you, and you're trying to to find the right candidate and put that resume in front of them. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's like I I know they love their job. Like Mm. I know that they do. (laughs) They may be crabby about it sometimes, but I know they do. All right. So, uh, Lindsay, I want to be respectful of your time. Um, I just have a mm-hmm. quick uh, rapid fire r- round to wrap this up. It's not really rapid okay. fire. I mean, you can take your time to answer, but uh, <laughs> it's like one word replies or one sentence replies. Okay. So are you ready? Yeah. 
Okay, so where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in a very small town called Deanston Borough. <laughs> it's uh, southwestern Pennsylvania, almost into to West Virginia. It's out in the country, very small place. Nice. Okay. What is your fa- favorite childhood memory? Probably uh, going to my aunt and uncle's pool with all my, my brother, my sister, and all my cousins being there as kids, and my aunts and uncles, just everybody together, um, and especially in the summer. Like, that's just my, when my grandparents are still alive, like, just hanging out with family and, and as a kid, being at a pool. Like, it's just some of my favorite memories. Okay. I think I already know the answer to the next question, but still I'm going to ask it. Uh, mm. Dogs or cats? Oh, dogs. <laughs> dogs. <laughs> okay. Um, funniest thing a candidate has ever said to you during an interview? Let me think about that. It, I don't know. It was funny to me because I'm a mom. Um, uh, a candidate actually asked me if she could call me back because um, she had a six-month-old and it was her time to see the baby and she didn't want to be on the phone <laughs> she was feeding the baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that, was, that was just, um, and she had set up the call for that time too. I think it was, you know, children are unpredictable. So um, <laughs> to me, that was funny. Like I laughed about it because I'm a mom and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You call me back when you're ready. Like completely respect that family respect and go for it. <laughs> All right. That's funny. Yes. Okay. Tea or coffee? Uh, coffee. Coffee? Yeah, same here. Yeah. 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 I've actually got my iced coffee oh, right I can see a Starbucks uh, logo yeah, there. Yeah. It's, it's a plastic cup. I like my reusable cup. Good okay. for the environment. Yeah. Okay. Your three heroes could be personal or professional. Uh, repeat the question one more time. Yeah. Your three heroes, three heroes of yours, people you look up to. That would be people I look up to. Um, well, my current recruiting manager, uh, even at my last job, she was kind of a, a very good mentor for me. Mm-hmm. Even before we worked together closely, um, just, uh, just she's the one who probably helped give me that perspective of building those relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just about people and taking a step back and having understanding Mm-hmm. of what some, you know, maybe, you know, anytime that I would go to her and vent and complain, she would give me that perspective of, you don't know what they went through today. So maybe mm-hmm. there's something in their work or personal life, you, you know, take a step back and get perspective. Um, mm-hmm. My husband as well, because he is also, he's a, uh, a school counselor with a degree, a master's in um, school counseling and psychology. And uh, he's really good at helping me have that human perspective. I tend to be, um, my, my normal tendency is to be judgmental. <laughs> and for me to overcome that has been like really big. I still have those moments, that internal dialogue in my head. Like, No, you don't know what that person's going through. Yeah. And you need to have understanding and perspective. And he's, he's my other hero with that because having that understandings made me a better um, manager as you know when I'm training people and and overseeing people mm. and just having that understanding and compassion because um, it's, it's easy in the business world to just make snap judgments and say oh, I don't want to work with that person anymore they're lazy or they're you know whatever meanwhile you know you don't know if they've just lost a family member or someone's sick or they're sick you don't have that 
information, right? So it's, it's is, always uh, good to... Is he a mindfulness practitioner by any chance? Uh, yes, he is. Um, he's That's his normal approach. He doesn't typically do the therapy, right? Um, he's, he's coached a few students to give them some of that, those techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't, he's not a licensed um, psychologist, so, mm-hmm. but he has that understanding. Uh, so that's, and that's his kind of choice of mm-hmm. if he has to talk to somebody or talk to his students and get them to understand, yes, this is a stressful situation, but you know, take a step back and let's think about this and break it down one step at a time. And, you know, he's done, he's done that with me before <laughs> all over the years. And because uh, I tend to be a high strung it makes me good with my organization and mm-hmm. um but it also is my downfall because when i let it go too far i, I that anxiety and, and um you know it kind of changes your attitude when you kind of lose control of your your stress and your anxiety and um you know he kind of grounds me mm-hmm. with that and uh, so he's definitely one of my heroes um probably my last one is my mom mm-hmm. only because she gave me a great work ethic um she I watched her, you know, raise three kids. My dad worked, she worked. I watched her go back for her master's degree so that she could get a better job. Uh, she's a speech pathologist. Um, she's actually retiring this year. Mm. But I mean, she worked, she helped raise us kids and she went back. It, it took her four years to finish her master's degree, but she kept at it and she hates school. <laughs> she hates work. Like, like paperwork and all that stuff. But, and that's a big part of her job, but she does it. Um, and just her love for kids and, and she volunteered at our church and she just, you know, I'm a lot like her and we tend to over give and give and give and give and give and then forget to take a step back and take care of ourselves. But I'm, I'm working on that balance. My husband helps me with that and reminds me, um, me just stop saying yes to everything. <laughs> but I'm just, she gave me that really great work ethic that you know if somebody asks me to do something or asks me to follow up on something I'm you know I have processes in place once I don't forget but I will get back to them in a timely fashion if I don't know the answer I'm going to go start trying to find the answer for them or find the person that can help them and kind of refer them to someone else I'm not just going to forget I'm not just going to you know a lot of people are like oh yeah I'll get that for you and just don't do it yeah. or they forget you know that's that organization thing but that's that's a long way to answer who my three, three <laughs> no, it's, heroes it's are. Good. Inspirational, personal, professional. <laughs> it's all good. Okay, last two questions. Okay, favorite book? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a hard one. So I'm going to have to say the Bible. It's mm. just, you know, I, I read a chapter each day and it's important. I was raised obviously in church. I mentioned church before with my mom and it is, something that I find translatable to every aspect of life. So mm. that's, I don't have a lot of time to read right now with a toddler and an 11 year old. It's, it's mm. when I'm not working, I'm busy with other stuff or volunteering at our church. Yeah. Um, so I don't get the chance to read that, but the Bible is definitely my, my okay. top book. Again, okay. uh, the last question is favorite movie of all time. Favorite movie of all time, The Princess Bride. Okay. It was just one of my favorite. Have you ever heard of it? I have heard of it, but I don't think mm-hmm. I've, I've seen it. Uh, yeah. It's an older movie from the 80s. Okay. Uh, I watched it growing up back when we didn't even have cable TV and we would rent movies from our local library. 
Um, and it was the first movie that my husband and I watched on our first date. So oh. that's kind of that special, <laughs> okay. special connection for me. But it's, it's such a good movie. If you have the time, yes, and you can download it or, or get it. Oh, it's, it's a good movie. So many funny parts and good quotes and a little bit romantic, but it's like a romantic comedy. It's, it's really good. It's a, I just Googled it's there on Netflix. So I'll add it to my, to yeah. my watch list. Oh yeah, that's right. It is on Netflix. I should watch that again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lindsay. So this was uh, so much fun and I don't <laughs> say it lightly. I actually mean, I, I, I learned quite a few things from you, but more importantly, I had fun talking to you. I, I do <laughs> hope to talk to you soon as well. Um, uh, we'll, we'll see how to make that happen in the near future. But mm-hmm. I I will get back to you on this. I'll 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 process this and maybe in a week or two I'll okay. get back to you and then maybe you can review it. But I really want to okay. thank you again for your time. I'm sure it's been fun talking to you too. I always enjoy it. Thank you so like much. Com- kind of conversations. Thank you so yes. much, Pranav. You have a great day or you great too. evening. Yep. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Take care. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Alright, so you were listening to the third episode of Mocha Sips. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this useful. If you liked it, give us a good rating on iTunes. It would mean a lot to me as it will help us to reach out to more and more people. Also, if you have any harsh feedback, if you didn't like the conversation, please feel free to share your feedback with us as well. We will be back very, very soon with another interesting episode. And until then, bye-bye.